Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Enchanté. Hi, hi, and welcome. I'm Classy. And I'm Nick, and I love bananas. <laughs> and thanks for joining us on Takada, a variety talk show where we talk about anything and nothing at all, and hopefully get you talking too. That is right. And today, we have... Well, we have a lot to talk about, but we got nothing to do. We have no activity because we didn't plan one. Although while I was in the shower, I thought up of one, but we'll do it later. We'll do it at some point. Yeah. Well, no, it's yeah. funny because um, uh, I was thinking to myself about it because we had no real activity planned. I was like, it's kind of like a Friends episode, the one without the activity. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that can be all right. That, uh, the way I described it to you when we were talking about if we should record or not is it's going to be brunch, but without actual food because of mouth sounds. Yeah. Instead, you just got to hear me fiddling with my microphone for a couple of minutes. Yeah, it's great. It's perfect. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm going here. Wait, take your headphones off. I'm going to recreate it for the for the listener. Oh my god, hold on, please. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. All right. Why isn't it working? Uh, oh, desktop audio. Okay, there you go. Okay. That was... Yeah. I miss... Yeah. So, uh, anything new? Other than, you know, the fact that... So, we're on... We're all sheltering in place right now because of the pandemic, because we're responsible human beings, but also, now we're double sheltering in place because, for me, I'm in a ring of fire, and for you, you're in a ring of smoke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Pretty much. I should clarify for anyone listening that I'm like Campbell is perfectly safe. It's in the middle. Essentially, if the entire uh, Silicon Valley burned down, we would be the last ones. Uh, also, suburban and urban environments are built in such a way to not spread fires. That's why there are frequently house fires in cities that don't become, you know, the Chicago fire of when Mrs. O'Leary's cow kicked over that uh, that lamp. So everything's fine. But if you're east of Mount Hamilton, it's an inferno right now. And if you are in Big Basin, it's an inferno right now. Uh, and that means that the air quality is super bad. Well, not to mention the huge fire in Vacaville area. Oh, right. And, and then my friends were headed to Yosemite yesterday to go camping. I'm not anymore. Yeah, and then there was a fire that started on their way there to in Groveland. And, like, yeah, it's just, like, all of California is burning, and it's the saddest thing because it's, like, every year it's sad, right? Like, it didn't seem mm -hmm. to happen so much when we were younger, but it happens all the time now. Like, every single year there are major fires. California just burns. And this year, because, you know, we are going through just so much crap in general, it's, like, that much worse, right? Like, it's it's basically just, like, so disheartening and hits harder because it's just, we've been through so much this fucking year, really. Yeah. Like, can it just stop? 
Yeah, it's it's just another thing on top of everything else. That's why, like, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I'm, I feel very bad about it and everything. I don't want to sound come off as callous, but when I heard, because uh, this started uh, three days ago, four days ago, and when it happened, I was just like, sure, why not? I mean, why why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't the state burst into flames today of all days? Right. It's just, it's, it makes perfect sense. This is the year. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's like I said, Right here, it's not so bad. Um, Morgan Hill, everything east of where people actually live. Uh, well, sorry, you can't evacuate a place that nobody lives in. Uh, but basically, you know, like the shanty houses to the east of the city, those are uh, evacuated pr- uh, preemptively and all that. So, but otherwise, I mean, that's as close as it's, as it's really gonna get. Unfortunately, uh, we have a friend who lives in Boulder Creek, and I'm told that things have gotten better there. They've are they they and their family has been has been English is good language. Uh, <laughs> they and their family evacuated plenty of time ago and their their stuff is here and everything's fine with them. But it's just like, well, that really sucks. They're they stand a good chance of losing their home. But hey, things happen. Has anything good happened for you lately? <laughs> Uh, I feel like I should have an answer for this. <laughs> um, good. have you done anything different? Uh, like- <laughs> um, I guess I well, <laughs> right before all this, or right as all the smoke started encircling, uh, you know, I went for I started to get back into the pool and back into swimming. Um, oh, cool. but it was outdoor pool and with all the smoke it felt like i was drowning when i would try and take a breath even so um yeah that's not happening again until (laughs) the smoke goes away so um i mean like yes it was good to get some activity (laughs) in again but you know that's too bad because this is perfect pool weather too right because it's so warm out yeah, that's the one The one good thing is we had our heat wave last week, just before the fires started. Uh, last week, we didn't record. We recorded the week before that. Uh, last week here, it got, da- got down. It got down to 106, and then the next day, it got down to 107. And then it was in the low hundreds for a couple of days. And thankfully, there was, and like, it would get so bad that I would have my window open, I would have my door open when I slept, and I don't ever have my door open when I sleep. Um, and it would still get just so hot. So, what I ended up doing is going out into our living room and sleeping on our futon because there's better airflow there. And I would sleep there until probably about like I would wake up naturally around like one o'clock, two o'clock, like we were saying when we were drafting hours of the day. Yeah. And that's when I would go back to my bed. And it would have cooled off just enough. No blankets. I would have no blankets at all. Right. Uh, I wouldn't. Usually, like, I kind of curl up with one of my pillows. Uh, and no, no, even that was too hot. So I would just lay there, uh, <laughs> lay there on a sheet and just pant and wheeze. Uh, that heat was bad. But no, no, now it's about 80 or so. The problem is because I can't open the windows, it's about as hot at night as it is during the day so i'm still sleeping out in the uh in the uh, the living room because even though we have all of our door or windows and doors and everything closed it's still cooler in there than it is in my bedroom the body heat nothing i'm like 
Mr. Heat Radiant here, Mr. Convection or anything, but because my room is kind of smaller, well, definitely smaller than that area, like, just the heat eventually builds up over time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, like, I think I got up to, like, 112 up here or something stupid like that. Like, it's just... Oh, that's it? <laughs> Whatever, dude. Right? Like, just ridiculous. <laughs> I don't... But it's... It's a dry 112. Sure. But yeah. here's the thing about the Sacramento area versus the Bay Area. Because, you know, obviously, you know, I grew up in the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, the Bay Area cools down at night. Um, yeah. Mostly because of the Bay Breeze or Coastal Breeze, whatever it might be. Um, the Sacramento area basically doesn't. Like, yeah. it really just doesn't cool down um, unless we happen to get the Delta breeze come up. But if we don't, which isn't that often, it's still like 90 plus degrees at like three in the morning. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's hell on earth. Uh, well, I should say Arizona is hell on earth, but Sacramento is pretty close. Sacramento is, uh, oh, what's that part? Dis, there you go. It's dis on Earth. Uh, but when I said it's a dry heat, that was a little bit of sarcasm on my on my part because when people say it's a dry heat, yeah, it's like you're, yeah, you're. It's still hot though. Like I have a friend uh, who has recently moved to Alabama, and uh, the good part of Alabama, Huntsville, which has the highest per capita number of PhDs in the country, because that's where uh, that's where one of NASA's campuses is. Oh, cool. If you if you remember watching Nickelodeon as a kid and they would always send you to space camp if you won one of their games, right. that's in Huntsville. Uh, but we were talking about the heat and I was just like, man, I am so hot. I can't believe it's this hot at night. And they were like, yeah, but you know, it's a dry heat. It's still really hot here. And I went on uh, on my phone and I looked at just the, the weather for Huntsville and it was 75. And granted, yeah, it was like around midnight, maybe 80% humidity. And they were looking at maybe having some thunderstorms. But it's 75 degrees. Yeah. At this time, it was 95 degrees in California, in my part of California, with only 10% humidity, sure. But that means, guess what? It feels like it's only 93 degrees. Right. Like, <laughs> mm, still really warm. <laughs> I'll take 73 with humidity over 93 with 90, 93, 95, whatever, with uh, uh, dryness any day of the week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Basically, one of the ways I have been trying to beat the heat was to I was going to get a swamp cooler. Um, if for some reason you don't know, because I guess you don't live in a swamp or whatever, a swamp cooler is basically it's a uh, air conditioner that just uses ice. You put the ice in and then you, I don't know, magic comes out and it cools the room. <laughs> yeah, just magic, you know, flows right yeah, out of yeah. it. That's exactly how it works. Essentially, cooling <laughs> magic, ice magic. And the benefit of this being that there's no heat uh, heat distribution. So, like, if you get a normal air conditioner, you need a vent that pushes the heat out. And right now, I wouldn't want to open my window to push the heat out. So, I can't do that. So, I was going to get a swamp cooler. Went to Target. They had none. They had oh, yeah. no regular uh, air conditioning units. They had no fans. They had nothing. They were just tapped out. All they had were three Dyson, uh, like, like you know, those Ionic Breeze ones that you used to see at uh, Sharper Image. They had those, but they were only the display models. You can't actually buy the display model. Aww. Eh. 
well, that's fine. I, I toughed it out. But I had a gift card. And I was like, well, I may as well spend this gift card. Right. So I looked around. And I was like, oh, I'll get a soda streamer. And so I looked at soda streamers and they were all really great. But then I looked at like the price of the soda streamer plus the price of the, the not dye, the flavoring and everything. It's like I would have to make so much soda in order to like make that worthwhile. So I couldn't justify that purchase. Right. So I decided, well, maybe I'll get a new TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so this is all that. in the same area. Yeah. So there's that. So I looked for a new TV. I found a 43-inch LG HD of uh, 4K HD uh, smart TV so I don't have to turn on my PlayStation to go to Netflix or do any of that. And I was like, this will be good. This will be good. Uh, and it is... If I could get it to work, the problem is it's too big for my TV stand. So now today I get to drive to Palo Alto, Ikea and buy a Malmstrom. No, that's not what it's called. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. A new one. A new, a new, slightly bigger uh, TV stand. So this whole thing has become a huge, not a waste of time. That's definitely not the right thing, but it just became this, I think I'll get an air conditioner and now it's become like a, a room renovation project. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately you can't get it delivered because I guess it's too cheap or something, but I tried ordering online and they said no. Uh, hmm. Wait, so what? Whatever. Oh, I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they like have weird rules on that because... I've tried to get, like, a couch from them before, and I've definitely been told, like, no, sorry, you can't get this online. And I was like, the fuck I can't? Like, it's a fucking couch. Like, why? Yeah. I don't, like, how much was it? Because I think maybe they just have a, you have to buy X amount of stuff. Right, to get, like, probably, uh, like, an extreme amount or something. Yeah, because <laughs> I was able to get it when I got my couch, my coffee table, and a third thing that I can't remember what it was anymore. But I bought three pieces of furniture from Ikea when I moved into my previous place and decided I deserve nice things. And you know what? I actually, people say, oh, nice things. You got Ikea and you think you deserve nice things. Like, Ikea's nice. Right. It's not fancy. I like the mid-century modern look. Yeah, it's not, you're not going to get like rustic or whatever. But I, th I like things that are a little bit sleek, a little bit pointy and one color. Well, I think it's considered... Um... What, what, like, it's a Swedish something or other style. Oh, they have their, they have their own style? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that style then. To me, it looks like things out of, um, out of Mad Men, you know? Everything looks a little bit, uh, It's a little mid-century modern, but yeah, it's yeah. not entirely, like, right. it's definitely, um, what do they call it? Uh... Swedish college student design. <laughs> Sure. Um, <laughs> Scandinavian something or other. A little Scandy. Scandy modern. Well, because you can definitely see the influence. You're right. It's it's not mid-century. Uh, uh, it's, it's definitely not that degree. But you can see the influence of that into it. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just very, it's very um, simplistic, you know, mm -hmm. just kind of, yeah. No frills, which is fine. I don't. Like I like furniture and I like um uh I like baroqueness to things, but when it's something utilitarian like this is a TV stand, I'm just gonna get like a regular like this is gonna be a two 
tiered thing. It's basically the one that I have, just a little bit larger now that I look at it. That's really funny. I should... Yes, it definitely fits. I measured everything. I measured everything. It'll fit. We're good. I'm not that bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, I mean, I bought the TV without measuring. I thought, this will fit on my on my, uh, my stand. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's a shame. Uh, well, actually, maybe it's not. Maybe their their food court is open. Because I really liked their food court the, the when I went with John to set up his old podcast studio. Yeah, like uh, the Swedish meatballs and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really So the very, very first time I went to Ikea, I went to get my the furniture from my old place that I mentioned. And I thought, well, while I'm here, I may as well try out this famed food court everyone's talking about. And I had a couple meatballs and I had like a soda and I think a hot dog or something. I was like, all right, this is fine. I don't get why people are so crazy about it. And it turns out I was just in that little area just past where you buy your stuff. Like that little like checkout area where they have just a little bit of extra food or whatever. I didn't know if they had a separate food court upstairs that was basically its own level almost. So when I went with John, I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll try. I'll get some meatballs. It'll be great. And then he took me to the real food court and they had like ribs, they had macaroni, mashed potatoes. I was like, my God, this is, and it was all really yeah, inexpensive. Yeah, like an actual restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. It was hella good. And I felt so dumb for going to the wrong, like complete wrong spot. And now I see what all the fuss is about and I like it. So if it's open, I'm going to go and eat there. But uh, eh, who knows? Yeah. You went to can snack say? size uh, food court. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Snack with a K even, not even two C's. Yeah. C K is actually <laughs> an actual snack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. The other the other thing that I had done is so after we stopped recording the previous time, I was gonna watch a show, but the idea of spending about 15, 16 hours on a show just felt so daunting. Now I mean I would only watch it one or two hours a day over the course of like a week or something. So I started watching movies again. And uh, that was, I'm telling you right now, that was a hoot. Yeah. There's some good movies out there. I went back, I watched, I didn't watch anything new. The, well, I'm sorry, that's not true. The newest movie I saw was Portrait of a Lady on Fire. That is on, uh, whatchamacallit, on Hulu. Man, that was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, if you have Hulu, definitely give Portrait it a shot. Portrait of it's a Lady on Fire? Okay. It's a French film about a uh, a woman in like 17th century. No, I'm sorry, 18th century. Uh, so late 1700s, who is who? Blah, blah, blah. She's hired by an aristocrat to paint her daughter, uh, so they can send that that painting over to a uh, a Milanese gentleman uh, to arrange a marriage. It's very simple, and they fall in love. And honestly, it was one of the. It was a really great movie. It's in French, so you're not going to have much of a second screen experience while watching it. You're going to be having to like watching it for to read the subtitles. Um. But really enjoyable. Uh, very melancholy. It was recommended by our friend Shelby. Uh, and when I when uh, when it was done, I was nope, never mind. I'm not going to spoil anything. But I was just saying we we were both uh, sobbing. I was sobbing. And I was texting her to say that I was sobbing, and then she started sobbing. Yeah. So, yeah. Or at least said she was. I mean, it's text. Who knows? Maybe she was really laughing because I'm such a putz. Who knows? But that was a good one. I also watched uh, Crimson Tide, which, holy shit. Like, 
Denzel Washington, we all give him a lot of credit, a lot of great roles, but like the last 15 years, he's basically been doing training day every day or every role since then, right? Yeah, pretty so much. So yeah, this is a pre-training day movie. Man, he can act. Crimson Tide is excellent. He's on a submarine and it's just about controlling the submarine. Like there's a nuclear crisis going on and their orders are to launch missiles this is like 1995 so their orders are to launch missiles but the situation is in flux and so it really comes down to him and gene hackman having a face-off over what the right thing to do in the situation is Ooh, well he just good movie he just has such an intensity about him that's like mm-hmm. you know it's it defines him as an actor basically is that yeah it, yeah it's crazy but. He has that sort of that sternness about him. He's an actor who, like a lot of actors, when they get big, they decide, you know what, I'm going to branch out. So like Jim Carrey, he got really big doing comedies. Adam Sandler got really big doing comedies. And he branched out into, they tried to branch out into drama to, you know, mixed success or whatever. But Denzel seems to be one of those guys who's just like, I'm very good at drama and I'm very good at action and I'm comfortable with that. Like he does, he has humor about him, but I don't think he's ever done like just a straight comedy, has he? I don't think so. I can't think of one. Let's see. Denzel Washington. So speaking of TV shows, though, Mm -hmm. um, I started watching Letterkenny. Have you? Oh, I've heard really good things about that. Okay. So I can't decide if I like it or not. (laughs) And I'm in the seventh season. And I still can't decide if I like it or not. (laughs) It's like one of those shows I throw on at night as I'm falling asleep to basically just have on. And then I end up falling asleep. So, yeah, I really have no idea (laughs) if I like it or not. Is that weird? That's funny. Well, okay. If you said you were like one or two seasons in, I'd be like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was the same way with this show or that show. But you're seven seasons in. Right. I think it's safe to say you're at least committed. Right? Like, I, that's yeah. the thing is I was totally pot committed. So that's where I was like, mm, well, you know, yeah. yeah. We we had a co-worker for a while who was, no joke, the most beautiful human being I have ever seen. Uh, and she would touch, she would recommend Letter Kenny all the time, but I didn't have Hulu, so I couldn't watch it. And, uh, yeah, that's funny, but she, she loved it. It's basically, if I'm correct and like, make sure I'm not miss or thinking of a different show. It's basically always sunny in Philadelphia, but in Canada, right? Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. like not as, of- um, not as slapstick kind of humor mm-hmm. as, um, always sunny is. I didn't watch much of Always Sunny. Thomas will like <laughs> slap me for that always. But um yeah, I didn't watch much Always Sunny, but the what little I did, it's definitely more goofy humor, kind of yeah. slapstick humor. Um yeah, this is just not as much that. This is um it's really interestingly timed. Like it's kind of um it's just constant banter. Like almost constant banter um so it's just yeah the timing it's like there's always something going on i'll give that a shot then once i'm done with my uh so i i started watching a show i'll tell you about that in a minute but uh yeah i'll start giving that a shot when uh when i'm finished with the current show that i'm on because like i like i liked the sound of it and i actually really like uh, uh it's always sunny in philadelphia i know it's not for everyone what i would suggest 
is find someone who's a big fan and have them pick. This is not to you because you've already decided and that's perfectly cool. But if you're on the fence about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, have someone who loves it. Pick like 10 episodes and just watch those. Oh, like, Thomas already like tried to do this and I watched, I'd already seen quite a few of the episodes that he gave me. Um, yeah. And those were the enjoyable ones, the quotable ones. So it's like, yeah. I know some of the earlier jokes and funny, funny episodes and stuff like that. Because I did watch like, most of the first season, I want to say. Oh. So. The first season, they were finding their legs, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe the second season. I don't know. Like, I remember Kitten Mittens. I remember uh, (laughs) Lipidelphia. Is your cat too loud? (laughs) Yeah. You know, like. No, you've you've watched enough. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You you did your due diligence. The first season, yeah, it it takes a little while to grow into itself. And also it takes you, the the viewer, not you specifically, but you, the viewer, a a minute to realize, oh, these are all very bad people. And the entire show is about them doing and saying very bad things and then getting comeuppance. Yeah. And so that's, yeah. And that's kind of like the exact opposite of Letterkenny. It's like about a town that has like a lot of shit going on in it for such a small town but the main character and his family even though they have like certain things that they might do that could be questionable they very much have like honor and also they're very even if they dislike their neighbor they kind of love their neighbor and where they're from and so they'll do anything to protect that right like so it's 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 interesting. I don't know. Like, maybe it's just the fact that I'm watching it so late. Maybe it is kind of the banter and timing of it. I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't know. There are certain things that are really quotable in it, too. Like, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but you'll, you'll, you'll hear certain things and whatnot. And so, I, I don't know. Like, you just have to watch it and decide for yourself. Well, you know, actually, I will now because as you were describing it, uh, it gave me. Did you ever watch Northern Exposure? No. Okay, it gave me a strong Northern Exposure vibe. Well, although from what other people have said, it sounds much more like a comedy, like uh, uh, Northern Exposure. Okay, so it's not going to be the same, and I know that going into it, that's fine. But uh, Northern Exposure is one of my favorite genres of TV, which uh, they don't really make anymore. But it's just quirky town. That's all it is. An outsider comes to a quirky town and and just lives in there and experiences the, the weird people. Like uh, in Northern Exposure, you had... So Northern Exposure took place in the Alaskan Riviera. And so it was a very, very small town where there was basically a very absurdly wealthy person who bought a lot of land and was trying to turn in like that area into a resort. And then all the townspeople were like, um, you know, like a an old bartender who uh, uh, had like a very young girl or a very young wife or I don't know, an old lady or like the ex con who's running the DJ station or an Inuit man who's obsessed with movies and just pesters the main character. Cause he's from New York and he's like, what's New York like all the time. It yeah. was just like a really cool show. Really low key. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, give letter, is, letter Kenny a try. This is honestly probably that, but with humor. Like it's, yeah, more jokes. It's kind of whoa, like whoa. almost like Napoleon Dynamite humor, like a little bit. But whoa, whoa, whoa. well, I'll give it a try. I hated Napoleon. Dynamite. Well, no, 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 not like 
I don't know how to. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to describe a show when you when you want to like say, well, it's kind of like this. Because the thing is, especially, if, and this is why I think you might actually be a fan. Because if you hated it, you would have a very easy time of saying what you don't like about it. If you loved it, you would. Uh, well, sometimes people who love a thing can really describe it well. But most of the time, when you just like a thing and you can't really explain why. It's hard to explain. Like you, you say, yeah, you can't really well, explain like why, so it's hard yeah. to explain. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, give me a second here. How <laughs> dare you? Because you want to say, oh, it's a lot like this show, but then you see that there's a lot of ways that it's not like that. So you kind of go, well, maybe it's more like this, or it's a blend of the two. But it's because it's it's its own unique thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Well, no, and good. I think this show. one actually started off as like a YouTube series. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then Hulu picked it up and made it into its own original show. Um, so interesting. They did that before with a drama that I really loved, but they only made two seasons of it. Uh, the booth at the end. It was the guy. He was the president in twenty four. I don't know his his the actor's name, and he was just a guy who would sit at the booth at the end of a restaurant, like a little crappy diner, and people would come to him and ask him questions like. Or, or report to him, basically. Say, like, oh, I did this thing. And then he would tell them what to do next. And he would, like, consult this little book. And people would ask, like, uh, people would ask, like, is it worth it? And he was like, well, that's up to you. So essentially what he was is, like, um, he was some sort of, they never said an angel or demon. Could be, or some sort of supernatural thing. Uh, and he would just consult this book. And people would ask him, I want this. And he'd say, well, if you do this, you'll get it. And it's, it's wasn't him giving it to them. It was them doing all these things and then the stories would combine in such a way like the the different characters would meet and interact uh off screen because the entire thing took place solely in this one booth uh yeah that was a great show but that was a web series full of like three minute four minute uh vignettes and that they then merged into half hour episodes and then made two seasons of it's a Hmm. great show Hmm. i don't know if it's still around or not well i'm sorry i know it's not still around and Northern Exposure thing here. The director played uh, Adam, a wild man who lived out in the woods uh, and would come into town every now and again to yell at the doctor in Northern Exposure. Huh, that's that's funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know. I like, yeah. But uh, yeah. everything is connected. Yeah. yeah. So believe it or not, I actually do have a question for you. I guess the, the question will be our activity this time. Okay. The catching up with our thing. So the question I was going to have is because I was listening to a thing and they were talking about what kind of weird scenario this would be. Which of these three scenarios would be the weirdest one to have? And that made me wonder, like, there are people who do these things. So what I was going to ask is, has you go out from time to time? Not now, but you go out from time to time and enjoy a drink or two, go with friends, try to meet people, whatever. And clearly people are going to hit on you while you're doing that. Has anyone ever tried to hit on you using close-up magic? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so that's funny you asked that, just because um, if you remember uh, Pitch Perfect, which is one of my favorite movies, I love it's that a good movie. movie. Um, it, uh, when he talks about close-up magic, and so it just made me think of that guy, like that guy hitting on me. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, no, no one's ever hit on me with close-up magic that I can remember. I mean, maybe I was really drunk, but I, yeah, <laughs> no, like, I I don't think that's ever happened. Okay, so like, if somebody was to come up to you with a deck of cards or something, and just be like, hey, and just start shuffling the deck, like doing, you know, like, where they shoot it from their left hand into their right hand, or they spread it out or something, and they're just talking to you, and they're doing that. Like, what is your impression of this person? Now, keep in mind, at this point, they're not doing magic. There is a high possibility of magic happening, though. Are you like, please, please, please get away from me? Or are you like, what? what? Like, this person is no, just I'm a crazy in, person. No, I'm intrigued. Like, I mean, anytime anyone is doing kind of like magic. See, that's the problem, is maybe someone has hit on me using close-up magic, but I was just like, <laughs> They pulled oh, a coin cool. away from your ear? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like, now, what if, like, what if they were juggling or something? Which is, because the thing no. is about the magic, okay, so if they were juggling, like, they just came up to you with three grapefruits, that would be like, this is, what are you doing? You're a weird person. Because you, you clearly brought, so the thing is, I mean, though, like, like, that's impressive, but yeah, like, it's not something you bring to a bar or to a restaurant to hit on girls. <laughs> like, that's, that's interesting and different. because my, my opinion is, to me, now granted, no one's ever going to do close-up magic to me. If they do, I'm like, I would be scared. But the thing is, if you are doing close-up, like, cardistry tricks, because there's other types of magic, but that's clearly something you brought for that purpose. So to me, it doesn't seem like there's any real difference between someone doing uh, a card trick to impress a woman or juggling. Now, I'm not going to do either, just to be fair. <laughs> to be absolutely clear, I'm not going to do any of these ever. Uh, that's way too performative. But I don't know. Just to me, they seem the same. Really? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Because like bringing a deck of cards or a coin or something like that to a bar doesn't seem nearly as like, like that's something you might carry on your person all the time if you're into close up magic, right? Whereas, I like, guess. if you're a juggler, you're not necessarily carrying around, <laughs> you know, your juggling things, right? Okay, well, what if, uh, here's, here's a, we'll alter the situation. So, this person comes up to you, or to anyone, whatever, and they don't have anything in their hands. But, because it's a bar or something, let's just say, they're shot glasses. So, they just pick up a shot glass, just kind of toss it from hand to hand, talk and talk and talk, and then they grab another shot glass. Soon they have three shot glasses and they're juggling these shot glasses, which they did not bring with them. Right. It just happened organically. Yeah, I guess that's a little different, right? Like okay. if it happens organically. But yeah, like <laughs> it's really hard to organically work juggling into a into a social interaction. But yeah. I think that's what we just determined. That it's really we hard out a way. to make juggling a thing. <laughs> like that's a good one. I'm trying to remember the other the other situation they were talking about is uh, bar flare, but that's different because bar if flare? you are bar flare, so you know, like, uh, did you ever see the movie with uh, Tom Cruise cocktail? No. Okay. Well, that was kind of like the uh, cocktail. Interestingly enough, was set in a bar based on the original TGI Fridays, but it's basically the idea of you're not just mixing a drink. You're making a display of mixing your drink. Oh, You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Spinning balls, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were saying, like, now, just between two friends, they were saying, which would be the weirdest thing if I were to just do this? Like, we're having brunch or something, and I just start 
I pull out a deck of cards and just start doing magic or I just start juggling or now all of a sudden I just start doing bar flare. Like which of these, when you saw a mutual acquaintance, would you go, hey, uh, is he all right? Is he, is he going through something? But, um, but that made me think of in the context of, yeah, people really do use these things as way as pickup. Well, they are in fact called pickup artists. Uh, there, there's no artistry about it, but, uh, yeah, they give it a shot. And so that's why I came up with this idea for, for the question. Has there been anything like, what else is there? I know there's negging, which don't ever, don't ever fucking do. How dare you? If you do that, walk into the nearest ocean. Right. Um, what else is there? What was there's that guy's there's... name? Mystery or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Mr. Guy? Space E. Mystery. Yeah, yeah. Mystery. Yeah. But Terrible human being. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, what, what other common things are there? It's, obviously, there's the can I buy you a drink? Uh, that's, that's... And the answer is almost always no. Cause... Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless no, you get it directly it's... from the bartender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, no. If they bring you a drink, the answer is definitely no, and then you spill it on the ground, and then it bubbles a little bit. But uh, yeah, if they if they say, "Can I get you a drink?" and they buy it directly from the bartender, the answer, in my opinion, were it me, I would still probably, if I were a woman or a gay dude, I would say no, just on account of they don't know how many I've had, and so they may be trying to get me drunk or something. Uh, but I wouldn't like shoo them away. Because I feel like that's the most fair way of approaching someone because it's over open sites, right? You're right. not just getting that. You know what I mean? It's not, there's no subterfuge behind it. So I don't know. I feel like that's the fairest way to go about it. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think what other things. What, I like... mean, how have I, I've, I mean, I've had really like slick people hit on me and I just like, I'm so fucking awkward that I just, like, mm-hmm. didn't even fucking realize, you know? Like, uh, I had this one guy one time, we were just chatting, and we were having a good time and everything, and then, um, and then he and I were just chatting, and he asked me what my favorite number was, <laughs> and I was, like, 77, and just kind of, like, you know, and my friend, like, and so the guy just kind of walked away after that because he, I think he. He wanted you to say his phone number? No, my phone number. Oh. Um, and so to get my phone number. But my friend told me like after the fact, because my friend was like, you know, he was asking for your phone number, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> like just totally well, didn't follow. Bad... Yeah. That's a bad pickup. Well, no, 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 no. It was it was much smoother at the time. Oh well, even well, no, no. I'm sure it was smooth. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I just mean in terms of like, there's so much confusion going on with that one. Like, I was thinking uh, he wanted you to respond with, "What's my favorite number? My favorite number is your phone number." Like, I would never oh. just say like, "What's my favorite number? Five 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 four three four three. Like, no. I mean, yeah. Like that would never occur to me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah I definitely wasn't following and just, i that's how awkward I am. Like, anytime anyone, like, flirts with me, they've got to make it, like, known. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I've, I've got the same, I've got a similar story because when I was seven, was I 17 or 18? I was 17 because I wasn't, I wasn't uh, uh, seeing my later girlfriend at the time, so I was 17. 
and I was on a bus with somebody who I used to go to high school with because we had just graduated. Anyway, I was on the bus and I was going to work. And this girl who I had gone to middle school with was there and we just started talking. I guess she had, she said she had moved to she had moved to Utah and was about to marry a guy, but had broken it off with him and came, come back to Campbell and had been uh, living on her own for a year, even at like 17, which was like hmm, impressive. Anyway, but we were talking and she's like, blah, 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 blah. And then when I when she got off the bus, she what I thought was punched me in the head. Uh, but when I described this whole thing to our friends maybe three years ago, mm-hmm. our friend Veronica was just looking at me. She's like, oh, she was hitting on you. I was like, no, she was hitting me. He's like, no, no, no. She was, she was like, she, and she did the motion. It was like, did she do this? It was like, oh yeah, she was just pushing my hair back from the side of my head. Uh, but to my mind, she was like, she was punching me like playfully, I thought, but I'm like, mm, okay, whatever she was. But yeah, apparently she was it's like, yeah, she wanted you to, uh, she wanted you to follow her or whatever. I was like, oh, that, uh, really didn't, uh, did not occur to me for several years. Right. Like didn't register. And that probably did not. Yeah. I don't know. People are awkward just all the way around. Right. Like, oh, okay, well, she, she was being smooth. I was the one being awkward, but whatever. There was another guy. Uh, so when I. Yeah, I worked at, started working at the Suncoast in Valco, and this was years after that. Uh, he asked for a movie recommendation, and I gave him one, and we started talking, talking, talking. And he was like, hey, you know, uh, if you want, uh, there's a there's a pandior, grandior, that's it. There's a grandior just uh, across the mall. You want to go get a cup of coffee or something? He's like, no, nah, uh, I already used my break, but thanks. And then he left, and uh, my manager's like, dude, he was asking you out. I was like, what? No. What? No. Oh. And I was like, hell yeah. I wasn't threatened or anything. Like, I'm not. Right. Eh, I'm not. Yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's, this is another side thing that I realized because, um, so speaking of that previous girlfriend, her birthday was a couple days ago. And so I've, uh, recently kind of started celebrating that sort of as an Independence Day sort of thing. And, uh, I would celebrate by eating hot dogs because she really hated them and I loved them. But when we were together, she'd be like, Oh, you can't, you can't eat those. What, so, you uh, can't eat those? Only while she was around. If, uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she just hated them that much. And that was really, like, okay, that is really crazy and controlling. Don't get me wrong. Uh, at the time, I thought, oh, what a cute and quirky thing. Uh, no. Uh, and nowadays, I said, like, the reason I said it as an Independence Day, I wish her plenty of, well, whatever. I'm not, I'm not angry or anything. But uh, I said, because, you know, I'm, a good person now, a much better, stronger, more independent person now than I was back then. And it's partly because we broke up. Um, but like, I got these, I got some corn dogs and I had been joking with some of my friends uh, about it. So I sent them a video of me eating these, uh, eating these corn dogs in mostly one bite. Like these were from uh, Wiener Schnitzel. And like, I fit probably about a good 80% of each one in my mouth in one go. And uh, one of them just sent me back another video of them looking left, looking right, and then just saying, that's impressive. Oh, my God. And I thought, yeah, you know what? I, I bet you if I, was a, if, if I were attracted to men at all, I could suck a mean dick. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, is, it, of- it's funny you say that because you're not the first <laughs> guy friend I've heard say that. Um, I've had plenty of guy friends say that they think that they could do that just because, uh, 
you know, for what well, you X, got, Y, yeah. and Z reasons. But yeah. yeah. You know how it works. You know what's good and what's not. But then also, I mean, come on. 80% of a hot dog in, or 80% of a, of a wiener schnitzel corn dog in one go. And remember, that was because I was trying to eat the thing. I had to chew it. If I wasn't trying to eat it, I could have easily fit that whole thing in my mouth at once. Right. Yeah. I Sorry. Like I, would I, be. I just sneezed. <laughs> and so I like muted in Discord, but I just realized that we're recording. And so <laughs> it definitely still caught my sneeze. So have fun editing that one out. <laughs> oh, that's all good. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I just, <laughs> yeah. Like I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. A random aside. <laughs> I'm going to leave your explanation of the sneeze in there. I'm going to take it out. I will yeah. I will delete the sneeze because we've already had enough sound things with me playing with my microphone. Uh, right. We don't need a big old hachoo as well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's been me for the last two weeks or so. Yeah. Has anything, have you thought of anything that uh, you wanted to add? Or more weird stories of people hitting on you? Mm, I can't really think of... I mean, there was one time where... Uh, this the, a guy at the movie theater hit on me. So, was he working? Yeah, he was, was working. It... No, he oh, was working. He was well. No, no, no. It was actually it was kind of smooth. And this one I caught. Sure. Right. So, um, it was so he was standing at the little kiosk where they take your tickets, and I needed to use the restroom. And in this one, the restroom was outside of that area. Um, and so I went, or I went to go get a snack or something. Right. Um, but I had forgotten my ticket back in my seat. And so I was like, I'm so sorry. I forgot my ticket. Like, is there any way um, I can get back in? And he looks at me and he goes, you know, that Nat King Cole 1960s hit. I don't know when it actually was or what he mm-hmm. said. But um, and then I was like, huh? And he's like, unforgettable. Go ahead. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> oh. God. <laughs> But yeah, so okay. that one, yeah, like it was kind of smooth slash like I actually caught that one. <laughs> that one's different. Okay, okay. Because um, when I said, oh, don't do that, I was thinking about my experiences when I worked in retail or people that I've known who have worked in retail from the other end of the spectrum. So it's okay. Well, I'm not going to say it's okay, but uh, if you're at work and you flirt with with a customer all right, whatever, no no harm, no foul. So long as you're not being totally weird about it and we're trying to, like, keep them away from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about it from the other end where the person being flirted with is the person who works there. That's the worst because there's, no, like, I've been there. There's nothing you can do. Luckily, no one's tried flirting with me at work, but definitely with my coworkers uh, when I worked in retail, they would get it just all the time. It's like, dude, what do you think? Like, you're not their friend, right? Like, mm-hmm. like they, you can joke with them or whatever, but like, if you're, they're a captive audience, they can't just go in the back or something. They have to work or like, especially right. if it's a bartender, my, I have, I actually am somewhat friends with, uh, with most of the bartenders that I've, I've interacted with, but that's because, and stop me if I've said this before, but I go to the bar, I sit in the spot, I order a drink, I drink it, I tip them well, I don't bug them, I don't bother them. If I come back, they remember me for the big, for the nice big tip. They say hello. We talk about what's going on. But I know I'm not Jessica's friend. I'm not Kayla's friend. We're not going to go. Well, definitely not now because everything's closed. But we're not going to go see the Suicide Squad together or whatever. 
uh, I know that. That's cool. That's fine. Uh, and and but most people are like, oh, this bartender's talking to me. That must mean they love me. It's like, no, that means they love the tip, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's their job. Their, that's their job. Yeah. It's yeah. to socialize and get the most money out of you. Yeah. It's like, because that's how yeah. they make their living. And I don't hate them for it. You know, like, I yeah. totally respect the hustle. So. Oh, yeah. No, totally. I love a good bartender. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. that That's where I was coming with from with the, uh, the flirting thing. Uh, I, um, shoot, while you were talking, I thought of one. We're actually running pretty decent. I'll, I'll just tell this last story. Uh, because it's recent, I was reading online and there's a, a Reddit called um, Relationship Advice. I was getting it mixed up with um, Am I the Asshole, which is another wonderful one. But this is Relationship Advice. And it was a guy, he said he's 23 and he's been in a couple relationships, but they just, the, the women that he was with just didn't really get him and they weren't dorky enough. They weren't nerdy enough. They weren't, they thought he was a jerk for playing video games, that kind of thing. And then he had learned, he had been watching a, a Twitch streamer and he fell in love. And so he was asking, um, he was asking Reddit for advice on how to meet her. And the uh, advice everyone gave was don't. Yeah. He's like, well, should I like approach her? Uh, the scary part was he said, number one, oh, he's like, oh, I follow her on Instagram and it's all photos of her working out or, um, what I'm thinking of doing is getting a job at a local fitness place to where she where where she goes, and then I'll just meet her that way. And it's like, oh, so your plan is to stalk her? Yeah. So don't do that. Uh, yeah, don't do that. One and two. That's part of like being a content creator and being in the yeah. public eye. It's like people don't realize that they talk to everyone like that. They're not just mm-hmm. talking to you like that, right? And I and and that's part of the problem with making that distinction. Like, you know, because people think, oh, this person's being nice and friendly to me and they notice me in chat. They must actually like me or have more feelings for me. Um, and like maybe that's the case, but and like I hate to open that up at all. Like, oh, it's a it's a possibility. Like, like right, but I it's like slim yeah. to none that right. it's like directed. So you're saying there's a chance, right? Like no. it's it's like dumb and dumber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it is like that. You know, it's like it's the chance that they're actually like just being outward to just you mm-hmm. is slim to none. Right. Like they're mostly just like that with everyone and there's no special connection and you just enjoy them as content creators and let that be that. Like, you know, it's like you'll hear people constantly say like Twitch is not a dating site, Um, although I think they're trying to make it its own thing or whatever. But um, but, you know, it's like that's the reason that people say that is because it's like. You shouldn't be on Twitch to try and find a girlfriend, right? Or yeah. a boyfriend or, you know, whatever you're into. Like, you shouldn't be on there to try and find that person because they're they're creating card content that's part of their hustle. They're just like bartenders in that sense that, that, like, you know, I mean, while they may be genuine people, you know, like, I try and be as genuine to character as possible or at least part of my you know, my personality is on my stream, like my more hyped up, uh, like goofy version of myself is what you see on stream most of the time. 
And this I'd is say less goofy. <laughs> what? I'd actually say less goofy. Yeah. Like you think yeah. I'm more goofy in person? You can be. Yeah, I can be. But... Oh, but you're right. You're right. I get what you're saying. You're more consistently goofy on stream than yeah. in... yes. Yeah. Your peak goofiness in person can be higher though. Yeah, I get what you're yeah. saying. My bad. Yeah. I yeah, misunderstood. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like my energy and my like goofiness are at a constant on stream because I I feel the need to like show that version of myself more, I guess. Like and I also get that energy from chat. You know, it's like I get hyped up too anytime I go live. You know, it's like it's a weird it's a weird um balancing act because I also get super drained from it because you know mm -hmm. like you're on the whole time right like well also you're an introvert and it's a very yeah. extroverted thing to be so yeah you need to recharge afterwards exactly so I'm I'm super drained after stream but at the same time it gives me this crazy energy and so that's why I like I, I feel like I can be my consistently goofy high energy part of my personality on stream um, but then, you know, uh, so I am genuine to who I am on stream, mm -hmm. but just like the heightened version of myself. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I obviously. No little sliders. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, while people are being genuine to who they are, there are also a lot of people on there are on there to make money in some sense of the word, you know, because it's yeah. what they love to do. And, you know, Hey, why can't you make money off of your passion? Um, and so they're not, they're not doing it to single you out or be especially special to just you. They're there to create content for the masses and, that's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you happen to be one of those. No, it, it, yeah. yeah. You happen to be one of those masses. It's a it's a parasocial relationship. It's why people develop. It's completely natural to develop a crush on a streamer or a podcaster or ha. Now you're gonna get double duty or what else? A blogger. Sometimes that's a little. You, you kind of need to hear their voice in order to really get the full effect of it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's totally natural. But when you're like, I should get a job at the nutrition place that she might shop at from time to time. It's like. Maybe you should just get a job and a life. Yeah. Yeah. Rando. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that kind of thing, when I hear that, I'm just like, oh, God, okay. Like. <laughs> so what, what we have learned to sum up is that they need to do close-up magic to you at a bar on a day when you have not streamed. There you go. <laughs> that's how you get it. what we got from this but sure no 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 no, no. well that yeah that's that's what our listeners going to get from it and okay in, in about like two months or so when you know what stuff opens back up and you're constantly being surrounded by people trying to it's like hey pick a card you're gonna know why <laughs> <laughs> pick a card pick a card i don't think we have enough listeners especially local listeners to have that happen but yeah sure that'd be great <laughs> well, also, you're incredibly uh, mysterious and no one knows where you are. Oh, well, so we'll wrap up. But because I realized I, I mentioned something like 20, 30 minutes ago and never actually brought it back up again. The show that I've been starting to watch is The Umbrella Academy. So there you go. There's oh, that. There's that. Now oh, you're not oh. living in suspense. Yes, I was or totally you, living the, in suspense. The listener. Oh. The listener who is now practicing his shuffling technique will now know <laughs> that I am I'm watching Umbrella Academy and it's pretty good. Sorry. Yeah, no, I started that show, but I I don't know. I, I didn't get super into it. I don't know. 
I so a lot of people recommended to me, and well, okay, I love all of our friends, but they like pretty much everything. Yeah, uh, and when they were describing it, they just didn't describe it to me in a, in a like. I'm actually I'm Joe. I say it as a joke that it's like they don't know me at all, but it is kind of true because all they had to do is say Ellen Page is in it, and there's a talking monkey butler, and I would have watched it. <laughs> Right? Yeah. But they said, oh, it's about superheroes. And I'm like, okay, well, I've seen a bunch of that. And they're dysfunctional. I was like, well, I definitely am not interested in that. And it's super dark. And I was like, well, great. But yeah. now that I'm watching it, <laughs> I actually really enjoy it. The acting is very good. Ellen Page is yeah. wonderful. Um, there's a character who I hated at first, uh, Klaus. If you yeah. remember him, he's the, the quote, he's the weird one. Yeah. And it just wrote, it like, the way that it was written, uh, to me, sounded like... Eccentric. I think more so than weird eccentric. Uh, yeah. Well, for me, it came across as somebody who is a very boring person writing what they think a very interesting person would do right. and say. And so I didn't like him at first, but starting with the second and later episodes, they characterize him more and it makes sense. Like that is kind of an act because his special power is that he can talk to the dead, which means that, Dead people are always talking to him. And right. he's surrounded by, by ghosts saying, like, help me, help me, help me. And so he has to put that that mask of, I'm a weird person, and ooh, I don't care about anything on. Otherwise, people constantly worry about him. So now, I actually, I like, once I unlocked that part of the show, and I just made an unlocking motion with my hand. Oh, why? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. <sighs> but once I unlock that portion of the show, I, uh, I've really come to enjoy it. Yeah. I, I that's like about when I stopped watching actually. And that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I it, don't know. It just it just kind of meh for me. I don't know. That's fair. I think because I'm so over the superhero thing, you know, like it's, yeah. it's so overdone at this point. Like uh I just don't want to hear or do or see any superhero stuff anymore. I don't I don't know. I'm just I'm with you on that because I, so it's the reason why I actually like the Marvel movies, uh, but not so much the DC movies is because most of the Marvel movies, the, if you took away the superpowers, that movie would still hold together. Like, yeah. Man is still a movie about a guy who just is trying to do a heist to, so that he can uh, enjoy life with his family. Captain America is still like a John Wick type of person who is just trying to uphold the ideas and values that he sees in a world that only pays lip service to those ideas. So I like that Black Panther is just a beautiful movie mm -hmm. uh, that I could watch any number of times. But the way our friends described Umbrella Academy, it's just, oh, it's superheroes who are doing superhero things. I'm like, I don't care about that anymore. Right. I'm, I'm with you on that. You need to bring something to the table. I'm to the point where it's a it's a genre, which is good. You know what I mean? Like, But you have to say something with that genre. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I can watch the Marvel movies still, like you're oh, yeah. saying. But yeah, the DC. Mm. Mm. I'll watch Wonder Woman 44 or 84, but that's because the last Wonder Woman movie was kind of doing the same thing that the Marvel movies were. They made it. It was a war movie. It was a World War One film, and it was about the idea that, uh, like, once they were like, did you see it? Oh, I'm gonna spoil it. What? Which one? The Sorry. the original Wonder Woman. Uh, the one from a couple years back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that was a great so, movie. Uh, yeah, 
all right, so listeners, I'm going to spoil for you uh, if you haven't seen it, but it's old. Just go watch it. Like, that was really neat because it was the idea of they kill, quote-unquote, kill the, the person who's doing all the bad stuff in the war, right? Like, oh, I'm going to kill this person, and then the war's going to be over. Uh, the person who is, like, artificially inciting this war. But they do that, and then the war just keeps going because humans fight all the time. And mm-hmm. Warner Woman's thing is, all right, well, I'm going to create peace. So it's like that was a very good movie uh, that I enjoyed. Yeah. So I will watch Wonder Woman 80, or, yeah, Wonder Woman 84. That's what they're calling it. And I'm Wonder Woman 2, but I'm not going to watch. I might watch Suicide Squad. Oh, my fucking Oh, I gosh, like guys. Suicide Squad. I, I liked it just, I like, I mean, Harley Quinn makes it for me. Oh, she was very good. Oh, also, sorry. Uh, if you haven't seen Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn yeah, movie no, or whatever. Yeah, no, I have. I like that one. Okay. I was going to say, I that's... I super the, enjoyed yeah. it, even though... I loved it. There were people on either side of that one. But yeah, I definitely yeah. enjoyed that one, too. It's it's a short thing, because 2020 has been a very bad year, and not very many movies have come. But uh, Birds of Prey is my movie of 2020, for sure. Really? I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And then even when you delve deeper into like what they're saying instead of what's just happening, I loved that too. And uh, I'm, I'm a person who does not like action sequences very much because it's always this uh, born identity shaky cam garbage nonsense that just annoys me. But this was so tight. Like, like the shots and everything were so beautiful the way that like the camera would move around and you could actually tell what was going on in the fight. I fucking loved it. I loved everything mm. about that movie. Wow, interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have, yeah, assumed that of you. Oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's all good. I I guess I would have figured that you had a different movie, not necessarily that you wouldn't have enjoyed it, but, you know, just mm. that you had a different movie. That, oh, that no, that's all one. good. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. Well, also, not much, what else has come out in 2020? <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough so i watched that i watched that in february i actually watched that like two weeks before uh the shelter in place started right that's true movies in 2020 um let's see oh my gosh yeah um yeah. 2020 popular movies there's not much tenant ah uh, that's gonna happen um yeah there really wasn't much in 2020. So, no. I mean, there was a lot in 2020, but not much in terms yeah. of movies. Well, on that note, <laughs> I'm classy. I am noted banana lover. Ah, see, I remembered this time. Nick. <laughs> We're signing off and hope you have a good smile and take care of each other. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit notlg.com.